In this captivating episode of Whispers of the Womb, we've Nikki Elliott from the UK to share her remarkable journey of breaking free from the constraints of a corporate, high-achieving life. With 20 years of ambitious pursuits, Nikki initially thought she had it all. A successful career, marriage, kids, a house and more. However, the illusion of an aspirational lifestyle led her to burnout, anxiety and a profound sense of self-criticism. The turning point came when Nikki, amidst the chaos, worked with a coach who posed a pivotal question. What brings you joy? struggling to answer she realized the absence of true joy in her life. This realization prompted her to leave the corporate world, a decision that was anything but easy, and embark on a mission to assist women facing similar challenges. The conversation delves into the essence of joy, exploring how it can be surprisingly easy to achieve once you've cleared the clutter and honed in on what truly matters. Both of us coming from corporate backgrounds, we touch upon the concept of limiting beliefs, those self-imposed stories that hinder individuals from pursuing their desires. Nikki defines limiting beliefs as narratives one tells oneself, preventing them from engaging in activities they may genuinely want or need. As Nikki shares her personal examples, listeners are invited to reflect on their own limiting beliefs. This episode promises not only an insightful exploration of joy and its accessibility, but also a reflective journey into recognising and dismantling the barriers we construct within our minds. It's a testament to the power of self-awareness and the potential for transformation when we challenge our own narratives. So welcome, Nikki. I'm delighted to be with you here today um, and loving to welcome our guests into this episode, The Joy of Breaking Your Own Rules. So first of all, please tell the listeners about you, how you became a coach and what it is that you offer. Yeah, thanks, Suzanne. I'm really happy to be here with you. So I'm an ex-corporate, I suppose you'd call it high achiever. So 20 years of being an ambitious, get promoted, have it all kind of woman. Um, Do everything right, do everything the way it should be, be how you should be. The marriage, the kids, the house, the dog, the career. Work hard to be all of those things to all of those people. And then found out that having that aspirational lifestyle, it's a myth. (laughs) And I found out the hard way. So pushing, striving, people pleasing led me to burnout. And anxiety and massive self-criticism for not being good enough in any of those parts of my life. And sadly, I know I'm not alone. So I thank goodness that I knew someone who trained as a women's coach. And in 2021, I read her marketing material and heard my life being described. So with no hesitation, I I needed to work with this woman to sort myself out. Uh, And in our first call, she asked me, what brings me joy? And I just sobbed. I had no idea. I had no idea because all of those important things that I just mentioned had become so, so hard. There wasn't any joy. Mm -hmm. And within a few sessions, I knew 
I wanted to do that work with other women. So I've been training and coaching and managing people for years, but this would actually make a difference to women's lives and their careers. And it would also make them better parents in terms of how they parent, but also the kind of life and well-being they would then be role modeling for their kids. So I left corporate, which wasn't as easy as it sounds. It really wasn't. But I set up my own business to do just that, to help women that had got themselves into the, the same pickle that I got into. So first of all, thank you for sharing that. That's, you know, it's very personal and that's what makes you an, an amazing coach. And it's a wonderful thing that you're doing to help all these women who suffer the same. And, you know, just to, like you say, just to bring that one word, what brings you joy is it's quite, you know, it's, it is quite sad, isn't it? To think that you put all of your effort into all these other different things and areas and you, you don't even know what that answer is yeah exactly and at that point joy felt really hard like really really hard to achieve and of course i mean we'll get on to this but what i've realized since is how flipping easy it can be <laughs> how easy. and how nice it is yeah, and how actually the joy can be right under your nose if you can sort yourself out enough to see it yeah, yeah, yeah. I know when we first met, um, we talked about because we're both from corporate worlds, and that's where we've both come from. And we've, you know, there's well, there's this thing about limiting beliefs always spoken. So, for the listeners who aren't familiar with what that means, can you like sort of give them an idea of what a limiting belief is and share some examples? Yeah, sure. So, a limiting belief is basically something that you tell yourself. Um, Brené Brown would say it's the story you tell yourself, but it's the thing you tell yourself that pre prevents you from doing something that you might want or need to do. And you'll hear it when people speak and, and in your own thoughts as well. Things like, I'd love to do that, but. And when you become aware of it, you realise how often we all say it. <laughs> so a good one that that relates to my story i'd love to run my own business and have more freedom in my life but i simply can't afford it and if you're really attached to that belief you shut down all the creative and imaginative parts of your brain that you could be using to explore the possibilities of making that dream come true mm -hmm. and again that was a huge moment in my own coaching journey when my coach said have you actually worked out what you need to pay your bills Nope. <laughs> and that was because that belief had such a grip on me that I hadn't even worked it out. I didn't need to know because I knew it was impossible, except it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's, there's stacks of these beliefs. Like I said, you'll hear them all the time when you tune into it. But we're much harder on ourselves than we are on other people. So a lot of women have got the belief that they can't take the break that they need away from from their kids, for example, because it feels selfish. Um, and in this one, being selfish is, is the belief, being believing that if you take time to look after yourself, that's selfish and you can't do it. And that's um, a flavor of a limiting belief that a lot of us, a lot of us have. I remember when, um, so I haven't had children because I couldn't have children. Right. And I've worked since I was 15 
And when I was around 38, I think, I got made redundant. Mm-hmm. And I got a really good package. I got like nearly, well, over a year's salary. And I was, and people were like, oh, what are you going to do? Why are you going to work? Da, da, da. And I went, I'm going to have six months off. Wow. And they were like, God, are you not scared? Like having six months? And I was like, well, no, because I've never had time off work ever. Mm. I've worked for all, like, what, 22 years, 23 years, nonstop, only just holidays. Mm. And no, I'm going to do this. And, and and everyone was like, hey, but what, like, what, what are you going to do for money? And I was like, I've got over a year's salary. So, yeah. and you know, I was so careful with my, I completely shifted my mindset everything about the way I just thought about spending money completely changed yeah. and actually I did it for nine months wow yeah and it was it was lovely because like I just could just do what I wanted it was amazing <laughs> but that's the thing we don't we, we often admire other people that do stuff like that like like the example I was just giving, you know, you see the woman that's been away for the weekend and you see how refreshed she is and how much more energy she's got. And you think, oh, my gosh, that's brilliant. I love to do that, but, but. <laughs> I won't let myself do it. Um, and often we don't have a proper end to that sentence, right? Yeah. I have to do that, but. And if you work with a coach, it's like, what is that, but? Yeah, like with you, it was the financial thing, but you hadn't actually sat down and worked yeah. out what that financial was. But well, you're not just using that. that as an excuse. <laughs> and, you know, oh, I'd love to join a choir, but... But what? <laughs> you might be nervous the first few times you go. You might not be a good enough singer. But if uh, you do it, yeah. Yeah, try. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, like, yeah. yeah. We, we juggle so much in our lives, don't we? And I think it's it's about focus. So what would you say would be like three things that if a woman came to you and said, you know, what should I focus on then, Nikki? What what would you recommend I do? Yeah, I mean it's different for everybody, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one of the one of the biggest things is what lights you up, what gives you more energy. Because so many of us are walking around exhausted. <laughs> getting really really clear on like what makes you feel good and often with ladies I start with the things that they loved when they were little and they yeah, go yeah. what why but it's that pure enjoyment that you have as, as like a seven-year-old girl it's like well what were those things <laughs> and could you incorporate some of them in some way into your life now and then of course you get the well I'd like to but <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, go swing on a swing or jump in a puddle or, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, but what what lights you up? So what gives you energy? What makes you feel good? And follow that. And, and creating that job, starting to create that joy, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Exactly. And then confidence for most people. So ways to, you know, there's this big saying, isn't it? Fake it till you make it. And I, and I get that but ways to actually embody confidence, to feel differently, to hold your body and your shoulders differently and, and be able to speak your truth. Um, that's that's probably only two, but they're big, right? Yeah, very um, massive. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah, and, and being able to, to tune into what I suppose my third one would be, 
being able to tune into what's important to you yeah as opposed to what everybody else thinks you should do whether that be actual people in your life or society and and all of those shoulds right mm -hmm. around like how a woman should behave or what she should do um so yeah they would probably be my my top three it's that expectation isn't it of what you should be doing yeah yeah, yeah. I, like i remember that like just people's response even my own mother's response mm -hmm. when i said i was going to take that time off it was like but why yeah and i responded with but why not exactly <laughs> i love that <laughs> i am allowed <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But kind of in a way, you were breaking a rule there, right? An, an, un yeah. an unconscious rule around, well, you've got, haven't you got to have a job? Haven't you got to be busy all the time? Not if I decide not to. Yeah. yeah now, I was given that gift of financial freedom to to live that life and, and i'm not gonna lie eventually i got a bit bored because there's only so much you can do but yeah. you know it did shift my mindset completely and i did go back to work and i only went back to work part-time for a couple of years as well right. because i enjoyed that freedom that i didn't need as much money as i thought yeah and it was about what do i want do i want money or do i want time mm, yeah and time time one <laughs> And when you're happy, I think you do need less money. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. we spend a lot of money on things to make us feel better. Yeah. Don't we? Like, like you were saying there, you know, go back to your childhood and do things that you like doing. You could draw a picture. It doesn't. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever that, it is. Yeah, it's just something simple, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, you know, we're talking about kind of getting onto the subject, aren't we, about rules and mm. having rules in your life and living by rules. So, um, you know, if we break those rules in our lives, what, what can that mean for us? How does that give us joy and empowerment mm. from, from your perspective? Yeah, yeah. So I would say breaking your own rules starts with being aware of those unconscious patterns that we've been living by. We, we've spoken about some of them. Mm -hmm. um, so for some people, it is those limiting beliefs and the way that they organise their whole life around what's what other people think or like we say like society thinks or or what's best for others mm -hmm. and a big one is around what will other people think yeah so you know for example the mum that believes she has to be the one that does everything for the kids if you want to do that do it if it makes you happy but if you're resentful and you're feeling like you don't have time to figure out how you are who you are anymore what if you broke that rule and you let someone else help you a couple of times a week so you can do something that makes your life better mm -hmm. or you feel like you've got a sense of yourself and your own purpose? So another one, you know, believing that you have to have a spotless house. What if you didn't care so much about that? What if you did enough to keep things healthy, but you allowed yourself that extra time for yourself or to create memories with whoever is important to you? I think when when we first met, I remember telling you the story about when I was really poorly and and I'd always had a really spotless house and then I was poorly and, you know, things just couldn't get done. I live on my own and that was the way it was. And actually, as I was starting to recuperate and get better, top of my list of what I wanted to do was go out for a walk with the dogs. 
Yeah. So rather than force myself to make the bed or hoover or whatever, I mean, no one was going to see it anyway because I'm living on my own. <laughs> so it was, no, I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do a longer walk with the dogs because yeah. I had to move my energy to the right places rather than forcing the energy into the wrong places. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that, it's a great example because again, it's knowing what's good for you and what's not, mm-hmm. and what what rules or it, it, maybe they're not rules, maybe they're limiting beliefs, whatever you want to call them. What are you doing because you have to? What are you doing because someone else thinks you should? Mm-hmm. And actually, if you just quieten all of that for a minute, what's going to make your life better? Yeah, and if walking the dog for an hour in the morning. When you've got all these voices in your head going, you've got things to do, you should be doing this. You know, what if that makes you better and it gives you energy and you remove some of the things that drain your energy? Regardless of the rules you've been living by, you're then making choices to feel and be the best that you can be. For me, it's about taking charge. If yeah. you want to jump in the puddle, jump in the puddle. If you want to stay up late, let the kids stay up late and burn marshmallows over a fire, do it. Embrace being alive and give yourself the freedom to choose instead of all of this unconscious stuff that has been running our lives for ages. I know we we had a giggle, didn't we, when we first met because... We were talking about pegging the washing on the line, and I used to do it all. We had to make sure all the colour pegs were the same colour on each item. Yeah. That's from my mother, and yeah. now I, I I have a giggle because I purposely don't do it. Right, exactly. So that's the joy in breaking your own rules, and that <laughs> you know that's really really common. <laughs> the pegs thing and the oh, you have to walk this way around a supermarket, or you know it. There's so many. And in, in the work I do with women, we start with some of those frivolous things. They sound frivolous. But how much time and energy are we wasting sorting out the red pegs? We could just get the washing on the line and do something else. <laughs> in in our house, Suzanne, it was it was wearing odd socks. Oh, okay. Yeah. And not having um matching cutlery. So like a square one and a round one. <laughs> but once you get enough freedom from those, then that kind of uptight, super in control, serious life that many of us have just found we end up living loosens its grip a little bit. Yeah. And then you can start to explore and experiment with some of the more serious stuff, the stuff that can really affect your well-being and, and yeah, enjoyment yeah. of life. Mm-hmm. So we start with the, the pegs and the and which way around the supermarket and jump in a puddle and you know oh it's pouring with rain take your hood down and let your hair get wet. <laughs> like we start with that and that gives us access to some of the actually more important things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, change your life then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. So speaking of cutlery, if you could have dinner with anyone in the world, living or not, who would it be and why? Yeah, so not to give the game away, but I knew you were going to ask me that and I was <laughs> thinking about it. And I found this really hard because, believe it or not, I can be quite shy. So obviously the the, the obvious beautiful men in the world came to mind, like, you know, Brad Pitt, David Beckham. And then I thought, would I really want to sit across from him? And he, no. 
so I would probably say, and this is going to sound very cheesy, but my husband without the kids for a change. Oh, that is so lovely. Oh, I love that. <laughs> because we'd probably go somewhere super lovely. We'd walk back home. Obviously, it wouldn't be raining. Because um, you wouldn't want to get your hair wet. <laughs> wouldn't want to get your hair wet because that would, yeah, that would trace for all. Well done. I like what you did there. Um, but we'd, yeah, we'd just have time without the kids. And because for me, I've done a lot of work over getting clear on what's really important. Mm -hmm. And over the years, it's that that's really important, you know, is enjoying your life remembering who's important so yes i'd love to meet david beckham or or brad pitt but actually what's going to cheer me up the most and make me enjoy my life the most is time with the people that really matter and make memories yeah 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 beautiful memories i love that <laughs> so is there anything else today that you'd like to share with the listeners i know we're gonna put i'm gonna put you actually tell us about your coaching sort of you know what you do what you offer what your program is that would be yeah. interesting to hear sure. yeah so I have described already the kind of women that I work with it's pretty much the story I told at the beginning of, of our conversation which is people that have ended up juggling lots of different responsibilities in life and are starting to question what it's all about they're exhausted um, and they just wonder you know what what's what's the point and, and actually after doing everything for everybody else for years even who am i anymore <laughs> so the work that i do with them is a lot of what we talked about is that what is important let's get really clear what do you want and often they don't know um and sharing tools with them a bit of teaching a bit of like um different ways of thinking about things and then strategies to get back in charge so that they're not living this life of should anymore they're actually living the life that they want um, and i use various modalities to do that um, to get really behind what's keeping them stuck in those patterns and my big thing is take charge take yeah. charge of what you want if something's important to you don't wait for somebody else to do it and definitely don't sit back and and complain that they're not because they may not even know that that's mm -hmm. so important to you grab it figure out why it's important figure out what you want and let's get you clear and into action to make those things happen so that's the work i do and it really can apply to any part of, of a woman's life i mean my background is hr and learning and development so lots of work with people who want to build their careers but we don't look at it just in that lens. It's got to work in the context of their wider life. Mm -hmm. So it's their emotional life, it's their family life and, and their career. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really about getting back into, like I say, getting back in charge of, of what they want and having a life that works for them. It's, it's so it's it's in essence it's helping all the other nickies out there isn't it because yeah. yeah this is what you needed and you've cultivated this beautiful kind of you know offering to because you know how it feels i do i do and i'm suzanne if it's okay to say i do offer um, a number of free calls every month for women who are just kind of going oh you mean there's another way um, so if someone would like to get in touch with me to book one of those calls, 45 minutes free of charge, absolutely no obligation, but in just that 45 minutes, if that's the only conversation we have, you will get clear 
and you'll get some ideas about how you can make some small changes and get into action. That's absolutely brilliant. Thank you for offering that. Yeah, amazing. All right. Yeah. And so just going back to, you know, if, if, if women were interested in signing up for your programme, is that like 12 week or do, do you tailor it for the for person? Yeah. Normally when someone starts working with me for the first time, it's a 12 week programme. Yeah. Different people have different lives and commitments. So sometimes that's weekly, sometimes it's fortnightly. And often when people do that, they then want to carry that work on afterwards. And we'll come to an arrangement about what works for them to, to yeah. kind of keep that alive um because it's very easy to do something for 12 weeks and then drop off and and forget all of that stuff but yeah normally a 12-week program is the right length to kick start real change yeah and then it becomes about maintenance after that yeah that's brilliant so is there anything else you would like to share with the listeners before we wrap up um no, I think I think that's it. I think just what we've said, you know, look for those limiting beliefs. Keep it if you've got a journal or a notepad, catch yourself every time you say, I'd like to do that, but yeah. Write, write them down one after the other. And then maybe in a month's time look back at your bit of paper and go, Wow. I'm always telling myself, but because there will be themes in there. There will yeah, be yeah. things that are getting in your way. And if you really want the things that were at the beginning of those sentences, you've got to deal with the but. Yeah, and it's looking at all those little tiny rules that you've kind of created for yourself that maybe you've been passed down or that you think you should be doing that you need to break and find that joy. Yeah. Yeah, and that is the first step is catch yourself. Catch yourself and notice when you say that to yourself, when you think that, or when you think, oh, I should do something. Yeah. If you feel like you should, and there's another part of you that's going, oh, <laughs> that's feeling <laughs> resentment or whatever that might be, or just sucked dry of energy, like drained, that's telling you something. Yeah. And the more you keep doing those things, the less and less energy you'll have, and definitely the less joy you'll have. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, Nikki. It's been lovely to have this chat with you. Um, and like I said, I'll put all of the links to Nikki in the showcase notes so you can contact her directly. And thank you to Nikki for that wonderful gift for anyone who wants to get in touch for a free coaching call with her. So thank you, Nikki. Thanks, Suzanne. As this episode of Whispers of the Womb with Nikki gracefully comes to a close, we find ourselves enriched with insights on breaking free from the shackles of limiting beliefs and rediscovering joy. Nikki's journey from high stakes world of corporate achievement to the pursuit of genuine happiness is both inspiring and relatable. In wrapping up this thought provoking conversation, I'd like to leave you with a parting reflection. The realisation that joy can often be right under your nose if you allow yourself to see it. As we navigate our own path, it's a gentle reminder to pause, reflect and seek the simplicity in life that brings true fulfilment. Our dialogue today serves as a catalyst for self-discovery and transformation, urging us to question the stories we tell ourselves and to embrace the ease with which joy can be woven into our daily lives. 
With gratitude for Nikki's openness in sharing her transformative journey, I'd ask you to leave with a sense of empowerment and the belief that, with a shift in perspective, joy is not only attainable, but also within reach for each of us. And so, as the whispers fade, the echoes of this episode linger, a gentle nudge to explore the corners of our lives, break free from self-imposed limitations, and embrace the joy that awaits when we dare to see it. Until the next whispered revelation, may the journey toward joy be one filled with self-discovery, authenticity, and boundless possibility. Namaste.